Psalm this morning is in the prayer book, page 664, and we're reading Psalm 148, page 664. Thank <laughs> you. 
Good time. 
or supposedly to be in the company, they went a day's journey, and they sought him among his people and acquaintances. And when they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem seeking him. After three days, they found him in the temple, sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and his answers. And when they saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you cheated us so? Behold, your father and I have been looking for you anxiously. And he said to them, How is it that you sought me? Did you not know that I must be in my father's house? And they did not understand the saying which he spoke to them. And he went down with them and came to Nazareth and was obedient to them. And his mother kept all these things in her heart. And Jesus increased in wisdom and stature and in favor with God. Amen. This is the gospel of the Lord. We sing, O come, let us adore him. Very prayerfully. chapter 2 and verse 20. The Lord grant you children by this woman in place of the one whom you made over to the law. And from Luke chapter 2 verses 48 and 49 My son, 
Why have you cheated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why did you search for me? Did you not know that I was bound to be in my father's house? Please be seated. Let us pray. Father God, we give thanks for your Holy Bible, which contains the good news of salvation for all and teaches us how to live and respond to you, our Creator. We praise and thank you for the living, active power of the Bible, which constantly ministers love and hope and healing to us. Father, our hearts and minds are filled with joy when we read about your Son, Jesus Christ, who came to set us free, to be at one with us. His promises made us secure, quieting us and bless us that we may often hear you speak to us through your word. And may we always cherish the book which reveals your divine plan of restoration for the human race, family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We have in Samuel chapter 2 the story of Hannah. and Elkanah, her husband, and Hannah, who at the age of 129 was barren. Each year, she and her husband went to the temple to worship. Hannah prayed silently, that is, her lips moved, but no sound was heard. Eli, the priest, thought she was drunk, so he confronted her. Enough of this drunken behavior. Go home and sober up and then come back. I am not drunk, said Hannah. I am praying to God in my heart for a child. And Eli said to her, go in peace. And may the God of Israel grant what you have asked of him. God answered both Hannah and Eli's prayer. And at the age of 130, Hannah gave birth to Samuel. And she kept her promise to God that if he granted her a son, she will dedicate him back to him for the rest of his life. Hannah kept her promise and handed the child over to Eli to serve in the temple. For so doing, Eli prayed for Elkanah and Hannah. And he prayed thus, 
the Lord grant you children by this woman in place of Samuel whom you made over to the Lord. That prayer was wonderfully answered. Hannah gave birth to three more boys and two girls. It's a family. See how wonderful God is? At the age of 29, she had no children and she prayed. And her prayer was answered. She gave birth to Samuel and she handed him back over to the Lord as she promised. And then Eli prayed for both of them. May the Lord grant you children by this woman. And she conceived and gave birth to three sons and two daughters. What a wonderful God. All things are possible to God. The theme of today's service is the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. You all know the story how that family went up to Jerusalem and Passover, as they customly does. And when the celebration was over, they were returning home. They thought Jesus was ahead of them, so they went on only to discover that he was not. And so in John chapter 2, verse 49, Mary and Joseph went in search of Jesus. And they found him in the temple. And they asked, why you, do you cheat us like that, my son? Why have you cheated us thus? Your father and I were anxiously looking for you. And Jesus said, Why were you searching for me? Don't you know that I must be in my father's house? In verse 52, as Jesus grew, He advanced in wisdom and favor with God and man. Some outstanding points of note. One, Jesus increased in wisdom and in stature and in favor with God and man. God did not automatically instill in Jesus the requirements of what is meant and needed to be in fellowship and friendship with God. He did not instill that in him. And I think that's a point we all need to take on board. He did not in automatically instill in Jesus what is required to live in obedience and fellowship with him.
But Jesus increased and grew in wisdom and stature with, in favor with God and man. It meant that as Jesus grows, he observed the things and behavior of human beings and that they are most contrary to the love, the will, and commandment of God. He observed these things, just as he's observing it of us now. How disobedient we are at times. He observed man's behavior and know that they were completely unacceptable to God. And since his purpose of coming into the world was and is to make known the love, the will, and commandments of God, he knew that suffering and death is the path he must trod. He came to his own and they rejected him. Jesus' ministry lasted three years. After his baptism at the age of 30. Now during those 30 formative years, he observed the approach, the attitude and behavior of human beings. And he knew the price he had to pay to bring about change was his death. Imagine that. He looked at us and see how disobedient we are. And he knew that the price he had to pay was his death. He not only observed human nature and behavior, but that of animals and birds and farmers. And all these impacted his life, observing them. They impacted his life. Wherever he looked, he saw what spoke to him of God. Wherever he looked, he saw what spoke to him of God. St. Paul is telling us the same thing. That nature speaks of God. Nature points to God. All things points to God. Those 30 formative years of Christ prepared him for his three-year ministry, which culminated in his death on the cross. He was crucified at the age of 33. An important and remarkable occurrence in his formative years was when at the age of 12, Mary and Joseph took him to the Passover feast in Jerusalem. And he was fascinated by the temple. Like all the Jews was. Remember how the draw Jesus' attention. Hey, Master, look at this beautiful temple. He was fascinated by the temple. 
But much more important to him was to go into the temple and listen to the rabbis, the teachers, and asking them questions. Now imagine, I want the 12, the, the, all the young people to listen to this part here very carefully. Imagine a 12 year old boy not only sitting among the most learned rabbis, the scribes of the temple, asking them questions. And all who heard him were amazed at his understanding and at his questions. That's at the age of 12. You get it? You get it? Yeah, at the age of 12. Went into the temple. And he listened to them. And then he started asking them questions. And they was amazed at his questions and at his understanding. God has got work for you young people to do. He has work for you to do. That was Jesus' Bar Mitzvah. That was Jesus' Bar Mitzvah. They were amazed at his wisdom and understanding. Now what, what, what is that? What is, what, is, what is this Bar Mitzvah mean? At the age of 12, every Jewish boy goes for the Bar Mitzvah. Bible, the, the Quran. They studied it, they understood it, and they become what is called, known as a master of the law. At the age of 12. So Jesus at the age of 12 went into the temple listening to them and asking them questions and they were amazed at his wisdom and understanding. When Mary and Joseph found him in the temple, they rebuked him mildly. My son, why have you treated us like this? We were worried, fearful that something unpleasant might have happened to you. Jesus replied, was, mild, was a mild rebuke as well. A mild rebuke, he replied, why were you looking for me? Do you not know that I must be in my father's house about my father's business? Which is to make known the law, the laws, the will, and the commandments of God. You call him saying that he is the light of the world. I am the light of the world. And my purpose is to enlighten and make known the truth, the knowledge, and wisdom of God. 
The theme for today is the Holy Family of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, who went to Jerusalem as a family to celebrate the Passover. I'm not going to ask. I'm not going to ask families to stand up. But what I would hope and pray that a lot of us here present today, we are in families, and we come together to worship God, just as Mary. Joseph and Jesus went to Jerusalem. I want to tell us, and this is something that I, I, I hammered, I hammered it into my children. I hammered it into my children. That one of the most important institutions in life is the family. One of the most, if not the most important institution in life is the family. God places in family. And the reading that we read today in the epistle it highlights some things that the family should do. One of which is respect. Respect each other. It's not a one-way traffic. It's not that children need to respect parents and, and then parents have no respect for children now. Mu you must respect each other. Parents must respect children and children must respect parents. That is one of the themes of the reading of the epistle this morning. The Holy Family of Mary, Jesus, and Joseph, they went as a family to worship. And I wonder how many families are here today as a worshiping family. Look at the plant. It's only a, I'm thinking aloud. But the family is one of the most important institutions in life. The Holy Family of Mary, Jesus, and Joseph. They went to Jerusalem as a family to celebrate the, the Passover. And as I've said, the family is very important. Jesus' reference to be in light in the world and salt to the earth applies also to the family. But for the family to be as light in the world and salt to the earth, the family need to observe and put into practice St. Paul's letter to the Colossians, chapter 3. It speaks of understanding each other, respecting each other, giving good sound advice to each other, not looking down and talking down to each other. You don't encourage people by criticizing them and looking down and talking to them. You don't encourage people like that. The family is a very important unit. Today, more than ever, 
throughout the world. Family life is weakening more and more. And it is sad. What is the reason and cause for this? The answer lies in the failure to put into practice St. Paul's exhortation to the Colossians. Respect of each other, listening to each other, understanding to each other, be there for each other. That's what the family is for. That's what it's for. Respecting each other, listening to each other. In many homes, maybe, maybe they still are, there used to be some plaques which reads, Christ is the head of this household, this family. I'm certain that you may have had one or you're going to homes and you see it, that Christ is the head of this family. And another plaque would say, smile, Jesus loves you. Smile, Jesus loves you. The Mother's Union is a very important, necessary, and valued organization in the Anglican Church, the Mother's Union. How many women pay any attention to that? The Mother's Union promotes and encourages and supports the family. Parents seriously need to encourage their children and young people to give Christ a chance in their life. Parents seriously need to encourage their children and young people to give Christ a chance in their lives. If that happens, if that happens, what a change would come about in society and the world at large. What a change would come about in society and the world at large. Yeah, I'm going to that today. It will take, take another three sermons. But there is a passage of scripture in the Bible that tells us to plow the, the fallow ground. Plow up the fallow ground. And there's a lot of fallow ground in our families and in ourselves individually. What, what does it mean by fallow? You know, farmers, they Kill one place here and here and here, and then they give it a rest. They give it a rest and then they go back. And they re-plow re it up again. And what a difference it makes. We are like fallow grounds. We need to, t we need to um, plow up ourselves. Look at ourselves inwardly and see what we need to do in order to support and live 
like the family. Let us pray. Psalm 148. Seven times in Psalm 148, we are encouraged to praise the Lord. Everything, animals, birds, reptiles, creeping things, kings and peoples, young and old, young and old. Again, I don't want you to put up your hands. I'm just thinking aloud. How many, how many of us here? I, I ain't gonna put up my hand. But how many of us here take the time and set aside at least 15 minutes each day to pray, praise and thank God for what he has, is, and will continue doing for us? How many of us do that? Set aside time. At least 15 minutes. Okay. You might say, well, I can't start 15 minutes at a time. Okay, set aside five minutes. And then I can assure you that it wouldn't take you long to go up to 15 minutes and even beyond. Try it. It works. I assure you. Set aside time each day to pray, praise, thank God for what he has, is, and will continue to do for us. And here is something very important. Do not expect everything to run smoothly for you. That's a fallacy. It's not going to run smoothly for you. It didn't run smoothly for Christ, so why should it run smoothly for us? Hmm? We want to adapt this spirit that was in Job and Micah. Job says, I trust God even though he slay me. That's the spirit that we need to adapt. Trust God even though he slay you. And Micah, he says, even though stalls stand empty, even though the future doesn't bear anything, regardless of what happened, I trust God. And that's what we want to do. Don't wait until well, things is going smooth. No. Trust him even though he slay you. When things are not going well with you, trust him more and more. Trust God regardless of what and how things are. Our God is a mighty, wonderful, omnipotent and faithful God and worthy to be praised. And pray for the family, especially the children and the youths. Pray for them. Don't turn your back on them. Don't give them up. If you turn your back on your own child, you look like you're showing him to the lion. Pray for your children. Persevere with them. 
pray for the family, especially the children and the youths, that they give Christ a chance in their lives, that they in love, wisdom, knowledge, and understanding of God, they may grow to know, to love, to serve him. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Amen. Place of the Creed 561, 561.
Good morning, church. Welcome all to this wonderful service. Are there any visitors with us today? If so, can you please stand and introduce yourselves? We're happy to have Reno. She's not going to go, and we're not recognize her. Welcome back, Reno.
<laughs> and the address doesn't came with it. In 156879741. And indeed we give God praise and thanks. 21 happy years. 21 multiplied by 4. How much is that? Yeah. How much? 84. You see what I wish you? That's what I wish you. That's how much they love you. <laughs> so we give God praise and thanks. The love that is placed in your hearts for each other is burning still and will continue to burn. For your faith in God, your love of God, and your service of God has brought and kept you together and is using you in his service. And Father God, we give you praise and thanks for these your servants. Continue showing your blessings upon them, using them in your service, Join the neighbor closest to you, filling their hearts with joy, and the peace and blessing be upon them now and forevermore. Amen. And this young man is 15 years old. And this one is.
Bow your heads and pray for God's blessing. Christ, the Son of God, born of Mary, fill you with His grace and trust His promises to obey His will. And the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you now and always. Amen. No one told me that I didn't So we'll sing number 14 for the recessional from the hymnal.
going to 